Welcome back to Customer Success Talks, Real Challenges, Experts Advice. In this episode, join us for a deep dive into exploring digital customer success with our guest, Alex Turkovich, host of the YouTube channel, Digital Customer Success. We are tackling three key challenges, digital infrastructure, data privacy and security, and how to maintain a human touch. Join us as we explore the dynamics of digital customer success and learn how to navigate this evolving landscape. So I have a question for you. Are you ready? Let's get the conversation started. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for being here in another episode of Customer Success Talks, Real Challenges, Experts Advice. And today we have an amazing guest with us with over 14 years of experience in customer-facing roles plus an amazing podcast. But before we Ooh. go into who is this guest, uh, Nav, how's everything so far in Sydney? How's 7 a.m. Sydney treating you today? 7 a.m. Sydney is uh, beautiful. Um, we've been having some good weather, so that's always nice, considering we're in the middle of winter. So um, as a Canadian, complaining about winter here doesn't really go down very well. But hey, I, I power through. Um, but yes, uh, we're really excited to have uh, our amazing guest today. Um, our guest today is going to be Alex Turkovich. Um, Alex, if you can introduce yourselves to the uh, listeners, please. Yeah. Hey, folks. Alex Turkovich here, Austin, Texas-based. Um, been hopping around customer-facing and uh, roles for you know quite a number of years here in the Austin tech scene, but spent a lot of time in customer education and professional services leadership and CS leadership. Been leading a, a digital CS function for the last couple of years, and um, not long ago launched the Digital Customer Success Podcast, which has been super fun. And uh, yeah, I'm real happy to be here and talking with you folks. Thank you, Alex. Thank you for that. And uh, I will definitely recommend everyone to go to your podcast. You are in YouTube. You are in Spotify as well, right? Where else can people listen to the podcast? Everywhere. <laughs> no, I'm nice. on uh, yeah, YouTube. If you go to digitalcustomersuccess.com, you'll, you'll find your way to whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Amazing. Amazing. And all of those um, links are going to be in the about section as well. And um, yeah, about the Digital Customer Success Podcast, you always ask your guests to give an elevator pitch of what digital customer success is or mean to them. And um, mm. I have access to that map here. And there's some interesting words. There's like creating, there's customers, allow, experience, tools, strategy. But what is the definition of customers of digital customer success for you, yourself? You know, it's it's an interesting question because I think the the reason why I ask all of my guests what their definition of digital CS is is because there is no real one answer that fits all businesses because you know, digital CS, I mean fundamentally if you ask me for my 10 second elevator pitch, it would be that, you know, it, it, its job would be to get the right content to the right customer contact at the right time that also creates internal efficiency, right? But what that looks like 
in detail is different depending on you know your infrastructure and your data and who you are and your role within the organization and who you're trying to support and really ultimately like what your goals are right it 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 changes um so the reason why i ask all of my guests for their definition of digital customer success is because it is so different and on the website i have basically a a word map that you were referring to that that tries to pull together you know the the most common themes um of those definitions and i would say that i probably haven't fed it enough data yet we got to get a few more episodes in you know to to make sure that it's starting to kind of pull some trends out let's jump into into the more in deep into the topic yeah. and I, i'm curious to know what are the main advantages of actually adopting a digital approach to customer success Again, I, I think a lot of it relates to you know what your goals are as a CS leader in in wanting to implement digital CS because um, you know I think I think right now especially the topic is extremely popular um, among customer success organizations and leaders. I think for multiple reasons. You know, one is that we're, we're in a really tough economic times. I mean, it's you know, every, everyone is kind of struggling from a budget perspective. Um, you know, we all know there's a ton of folks out there on the job market looking for roles and there's, a, you know, there's a lot of competition for roles and whatnot. And, um, you know, the, the, the easy thing to say would be that digital CS, you know, helps CS organizations deal with some of the, some of the shortages in staff that, that, that they have. But I think, I think the answer is actually deeper than that. It's it's a much more strategic um, answer, which is to say that a, a good digital program um, augments what you have in terms of your enterprise um, or or high touch CSM teams, and 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 hopefully drives some efficiencies, so that the you know the the people that you do have on your team aren't spending time doing very repetitive very labor intensive tasks and they're actually spending their time having valuable conversations with their customers which is why you're paying them you know you're not you're not paying a, a CSM to to put together pivot tables and you know to do level 1 tech support you're paying them to have valuable conversations with your customer to make sure they're achieving their goals and make sure they're they're headed towards renewal right so i think I think the importance of digital customer success is yes, customer facing motions, emails, in-app notifications, guides, you know, all those kinds of things, but also it's it's driving efficiencies in that customer journey digitally so that your CSMs aren't doing that but they're you know actually talking to the customer. <laughs> You know, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. Um, digital customer success, every time I bring this up at any organization that I work at, there's this feeling that um, um, we're going to be taking a, a set of co uh, accounts based on some threshold and give them a different experience to what they've been having so far. Mm -hmm. And what I, try to, um, what I try to explain is that digital customer success from that perspective is, is a good way to start. But the reality is that you can use digital customer success across the entire account base. And what it does is actually creates a uniform experience for customers and removes the uh, capacity, capacity issues for your CSMs to be able to focus on the right things. 
it's interesting that um, usually the business case is built around, well, which accounts is this going to affect? And uh, then you have to go around and think, well, um, and, and I've done this before where um, I built the business case around, we have our CSM spending 40% of the time on 10% of the revenue, right? Yeah. And that, right. that speaks a lot. But the way that I see envision it is that, well, we can build a great digital journey around that and then use that to um, work with the, the larger customers as well. Especially if you're working in organizations where your accounts are $2 million, $3 million accounts with, you know, um, so many users that you would never even be able to really keep track of all of them. Think of that as a subset of um, you, I, audience for your digital customer success journey and figure out, you know, how mm-hmm. you want to try and engage everyone in an organization where you've got 100, 200 people using your product. So when you when you get that mentality into that perspective, you realize what you're really doing is actually enhancing the experience, not taking away from the experience. Yeah. The, the way that I like to put that and 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 really I'm 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 so glad that the conversation is has shifted over the last couple of years really around digital which is to say that it's not a segment right new digital digital customer success isn't a success function that focuses on a segment anything you do for your smallest customers should be just as relevant for your largest customers and you know a, a simple example of that would be you know your typical email motions if you're if you're putting together an email motion which is probably the lowest hanging fruit and anyone kind of stuck on how to implement a digital program start with what you have right and if you're implementing an, an email motion yeah you're going to automate it for customers where there isn't a one to one relationship but then what you're going to do is you're going to make that email campaign available to your CSM to send out as if it were them sending it out, but also put some customizations in there and make their job easier to get the information out to their customers in a relevant way that aligns with the customer goals. Uh, you know, it's it's um, it, it's it's cool if you can implement it in a way that that not just help you know doesn't just help the customer, um, but it but it helps your your CSMs be more effective. One of the biggest blockers when shifting from traditional to digital platforms are implementing new tools that enable customer success plus investing time and resources to that because it's a whole shift. It's not something that happens yeah. in one day. So in your experience and now you, you too, like what are some platforms that you that are essential for a good digital customer success strategy? I'm going to probably give you a non-answer on this for a couple of different reasons because i think the tendency for a lot of cs orgs is to jump into a fully blown customer success platform with all the bells and whistles a before they're ready and b without knowing that they have the data infrastructure to really be ready for something like that and to be honest with you, I think some of the most effective digital CS tools aren't digital CS tools. I think if you're, you know, if you're working with, you know, some sort of product data, you've got maybe Zapier, you've got Gmail. Hey, guess what? Go set up some digital flows. Nothing stopping you, right? Got um, it. Got it. But I think I think I think the key is is 
you know, really understanding what your what your goals are before you go start implementing something. And I think something that's also glossed over quite a bit is understanding where your customers live. It it could be that your customers prefer email, right? Um but it, but everybody has a cell phone. Can you implement some sort of SMS based technology? Because hey, that's a great way to reach reach somebody, right? Could that be annoying? Absolutely. But I think a big part of it is about canvassing your customers and your contacts to understand how they prefer to be contacted and how they prefer to be interacted with. Whether it's one hundred percent in product, whether it's email, whether it's you know SMS or it's uh, you know, a handwritten note. <laughs> I don't know if those still exist. Um, you know, I think that's it's incredibly important to understand what are you trying to accomplish, what do you have on hand, and how do your customers want to be, you know, connected with? Because out of that, that then dictates. Okay, these are the systems that I'm going to need. This is the data that I'm going to need to accomplish those goals. And it may be you already have all those systems in house. I mean, uh, and I'll get into some specifics here, but but you know, if you've got Salesforce and you've got an email system and you've got you know some form of automation in place, it could be that you can get started without having to implement any technology. That said, at some point you are going to be ready for you know getting a CSP stood up or getting you know getting some technology in place that's going to help you make that easier. Because, you know, what I just mentioned takes some creativity and, and you know, sometimes isn't super easy. I would, you know, Gainsight is a, is a great go-to. I'm, I'm a huge Gainsight nerd. <laughs> I'll classify myself as a Gainsight nerd. Um, and they've recently made it much more approachable from a costing perspective as well to start using Gainsight. Churn Zero is another possible, uh, another very popular one. Um, Tatango has been around forever. And all of those will give you some insights and some automation capabilities. HubSpot and, and, as well, right? HubSpot. Yeah, HubSpot is great, yeah. Um, which, you know, crosses the line a little bit more between CRM and CSP. Um, you know, but but those are some classic examples of, of customer success platforms that really help you do great things. The problem is, a lot of folks get into those before they're ready, right? Um, and the last thing I'll say on this is there's another element to it too, which is um, you've got your goals around customer engagements, but what are your internal goals? You know, what efficiencies do you want to drive with your CSMs? And what are your CSMs spending the most amount of time on uh, where they could be utilized elsewhere? And we've already talked about that in this in this episode. I think um, an example of I think a really cool tool set is um, is Update AI, um, which is you know Mickey Powell and Josh Schachter uh, and crew had developed a really great tool that alleviates a lot of the pain points around note taking for CSMs and and getting actionable insights from that. Uh, you know, from that it's a it's a it's a it's a cool platform. But there's all I'm kinds of out. tools emerging that that really help from that perspective as well i also use the i use their their product to with the meetings and definitely helps a lot you will see the link in the about section as well and hopefully we're gonna have mickey powell soon in the future but yeah amazing amazing um amazing product 
It's interesting. Um, that, that's yeah, I, I completely agree with you, Alex. Um, I was uh, talking to a client um, that I was consulting with about um, customer success platforms, and uh, they're like, "Yeah, we're thinking about putting Gainsight in," and mm-hmm. this is after they hired one CSM. And uh, I'm like, "Well, you no. know, Gainsight at this date, you know, like, have you figured out what your customer health looks like?" No, what does that yeah. mean? It's like, oh, have you looked, thought about what you want to track to, you know, to make sure that a customer is healthier? And I was like, oh, no, we haven't thought about that. Like, you're about to spend a, a lot of money on a solution that's going to take you a long time to get to value, um, which means you, would have, you wouldn't have gotten the return investment on that in, in about 12 months. I have seen um, large organizations that have done this and then got rid of their entire CS team in 12 months because um, they felt like they weren't getting the value. So... The reality yeah. is that you you know you want to make sure that you've got everything ready before you put in a solution like that. Otherwise, it's always you're always going to be on the back foot. You're always going to be chasing this value that you can't seem to get because you haven't actually figured it out. So whenever I think about you know going into an environment like this, I think as you know, when, especially when looking from a digital CS perspective, I guess um, you know ask yourself two questions, right? Like there, there there are two main things that you want to kind of try and do, and I'm probably um, simplifying this too, uh, too much, but for our listeners, you know, if you're doing this, ask yourself these two questions, right? How, one, how are you going to teach your customers how to use the product within a you know, specific time to value? And then how are you going to track whether they're using it or not? And if you can, if you can whiteboard that and figure out the journey around those two questions, then you start to think about the phased approach for that, right? So you think, what do we have right now? What do we need to improve from a data perspective to be able to use what we have right now? Test it out, right? You know, figure out what your minimum viable product for this looks like, test it out, and then see where you need to fill in the gaps with a CSP or a an LMS or, you know, other solutions that really help you enhance that approach. So this shouldn't be something that you think about today and it's in place in a month. It's something that should take you 12 months to get right. Yeah, look, we we all love toys. I love toys. The the tendency is to like go solution. You know, we've got a problem. Okay, let's 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 go get something off the shelf. It's going to help us. It's going to be great. Um, you know, I, I think another thing that a lot of um a lot of folks overlook is is the operations um rigor that you need around these types of platforms as well. I mean, if you're if you're implementing Gainsight and you don't have someone in an administrative or operations type role, good luck. <laughs> you know, and and not to say that you know, I mean Gainsight is is just we're picking on Gainsight here a little bit. And it's an incredibly powerful, incredibly flexible tool. But because of that power and that flexibility, it is also highly complex. And to get it operating and to to sustain it, you're going to need somebody to babysit it and to really look after it and to continue to evolve the platform over time. And that takes an operations team and and a minimal, you know, you're going to need somebody to administer it. We are talking about the digital infrastructure and what actually to pay attention to before even thinking of implementing digital customer success in your organization. But another challenge that comes with implementing digital customer success comes with the data privacy and security. The Mm -hmm. digital model means more online interaction and data gathering as well. So this definitely increases the data breaches and it raises concerns about customer 
privacy as well. So should this be actually one of the first steps for organization to pay attention to when they want to start implementing digital customer success? And then there's, I have a follow-up question here, which is how can organizations, organizations actually solve that pro uh, problem or challenge when it comes to data privacy and security? They can't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, just don't do it. <laughs> just don't, just give up. Um, there are some very real world things. So one of the, you know, my, I've, uh, I'm currently at Snow Software and we are, you know, an IT asset management, um, software asset management platform. And because we're in that industry, there are a lot of security concerns and a lot of, you know, GDPR related issues that come about when you start talking about tracking individual user activities. You know, one, I think one of the cornerstones of a healthy, let's call it a healthy digital program, is that you are able to see when your users are logging in. Uh, you're able to disseminate who your user is. Is this your executive? Is this your champion? Is this a technical user, an end user? Whatever that is. And you're able to disseminate where they are in a platform, right? That's just one of the many inputs into a, into a healthy digital program. And in instances like mine, for example, and many, many others, we need to be able to, we need to anonymize that usage data because of, again, GDPR compliance and whatnot. And that's, that goes back to, you know, data privacy and security. And so I think that, um, I think it's very easy to get into a victim mentality about this as a CS leader. And I think a lot of CS leaders suffer from kind of victim mentality in general, like, oh, we can't do that. Or, you know, oh, I'm getting beat up and all that kind of stuff. Like, I think what it, what it, what it actually requires you to do is to get really creative with your motions and how you, um, how you engage your customers. So as, as a way of extending that example, if you, if you have anonymized usage data, don't know who your users are, don't know exactly, you know that stuff is happening, but you don't know exactly who's doing what, um, you, you can get creative with our, you know, our specific users getting, you know, commenting in your community, for instance, or posting in your community. You know, are they are there certain telltale signs about what courses in your LMS users are taking um, that that kind of give away, you know, what what they're doing and and what area of focus that they have, and then building your motions around what you do have. Um, so you know there there are obviously industries that are a little bit more lax about this, and and I, you know I'm not here to debate whether that's right or wrong. Yeah. Um, you know your your you know your IT team is going to have their own challenges when it comes to data and privacy, and hopefully they're on top of that. I think where it comes to pass is is as a as a as a digital CS program lead or digital CS practitioner, it's about you know using the customer data that you do have um, to be you know really creative about the way that you you implement your actions. It sounds like a lot of, as well of communication with legal department, right? Because when it comes to sure. GDPR, 
It yeah. also it depends on the country, if I'm not mistaken, right? There are different rules mm -hmm. based on countries. So it's 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 a lot of work that we have to do here. It's not impossible, yep. it's totally possible. There's a lot of benefits, but it's a long way. Yeah, and and I think another another aspect of this too is just the creepy factor. <laughs> um <laughs> I had somebody on the pot, I forget who it was. Um, that we were we were talking about this, um, but there there are you know there are really cool things you can do in digital CS. I'll give you an example. Um, I logged into um, Gainsight not long ago, and I hacker, had hacker time here. No, Alex, right? Exactly. No, I had <laughs> I'd recently finished um, my Gainsight admin certifications, which um, was super fun to go through. Well, congrats partially being serious, partially being sarcastic. Um, but a pop-up came up and it's like, you know, hey, congrats on your certification. Um, we want to send you some some shoes, which is kind of random, but it's cool. I'm a, I'm a sucker for swag. And so I was like, hey, where can we send this to? And I thought that was very appropriate and cool use of a digital flow where, there, where a company is interacting with you. They're congratulating you on something that you did. And no one will expect um, that. As, uh, I, definitely. It's cool surprise. It's and it's, it's, it's great to build up advocacy, right? But on the flip side, it's very easy to start being creepy. You know, like, for instance, if Gainsight had, if, let's just say the classic kind of example that's used a lot. Let's say I had just, you know, had a baby or something like that. Very personal, touching. I might have posted about it somewhere on social. And I got that same pop-up in the platform that says, hey, congrats on your new son. And I want to send you Whoa. a onesie. That's a completely different thing, right? And that gets into the creepy factor. And it may be an exaggerated example um, of of that. But, but I think when it comes to privacy, you know, there's an element of fun and engagement and, 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 you know, building advocacy. And then there's the element of creepiness. And I think you have to have some emotional intelligence a little bit when you're, yeah, like when how you're far can creative. you go? Yeah. Ah, interesting. Digital, this digital customer success world. What would we do without it? Now, do you imagine yourself without any digital customer success around you anymore? Maybe like old, old, yeah. old times? You know, the funny thing is the number of organizations that aren't even thinking about it is actually um, insane. <laughs> and so yeah. um, it's it's this uh, constant conversation um, at pretty much every company I've worked at where um, the digital CES is a taboo topic because, um, you know, depending on um, obviously what what phase of their growth is they're at, if they're at a startup or scale up um, sort of environment. They think that uh, digital CS means that the customers are going to start falling out like flies, right? Right. Um, and uh, changing that mentality is always the the interesting part. Is you know, like everything requires a business case, right? I mean, you you try to bring any new idea into an organization, it involves building a business case. So, the the um, fun part of this process, <laughs> uh, I say that somewhat sarcastically as well, is trying to understand how to build that business case within the organization that you're trying to bring it into um, to, to understand what, what's actually important for this organization and what that translates to in a digital CS environment. There is no one 
easy answer for how to bring digital CS into an organization is really dependent on how the organization sees their clients, what market they play in, like all of the things that Alex said earlier, right? I mean, there's there's so many things to think about and then building your digital CS strategy around that to actually elevate as opposed to take away from the uh, customer experience. But the reality is that if I had to, um, if I if I were handcuffed and told there was never going to be digital CS ever in this organization, um, no matter how good a business case I build, I would probably not last at that organization very long. Yeah, Ooh. absolutely. Oh, one one thousand percent. Because it's you know you're going to left be left behind if you're not doing this kind of stuff. And uh, it, the funny thing is is we talk about digital CS as, as, as sometimes as, as if it's this black box type situation, like you either have it or you don't. What we, what we fail to kind of recognize a lot of times is that companies have been doing this stuff for a long time. Your marketing team has been doing this stuff for a long time. Your product team has been doing this stuff with onboarding flows for a long time. It's not, so it's not this, it's, it's not this new thing. It's like mm-hmm. a, um, it's a set of, it's a set of motions that now because of digital CS can be coordinated into a cohesive program. That's not just marketing, not just product, but it's like taking into account the entire customer journey digitally. I love that. You know, that's, that's actually a very, very good way of putting that. Um, the entire pre-sales process has digital um, customer experience built, you know, baked into their approaches, right? I, you get, you get so many messages on LinkedIn that seem personalized, but you know, it came out of a uh, sales yeah. offer or you know, a seminar, <laughs> right? But it's a numbers game, right? You, yeah. you reach, you reach a, you know, a 500 people. And then if 10% of that converts, that's good, right? So the more you, you reach out to. So when you look at it from the post sales perspective, yeah, it's not necessarily something that's um, that impersonal, like, you know, that kind of, you know, feel around like, well, let's touch as many people as possible and then we'll get, that's not really the idea for, you know, the digital experience post sale, but it's more so where can we build efficiencies to be able to focus on the right things, right? And that focusing on the right thing is very much organization dependent. So is it that we want to focus on a a specific subset of accounts? Is it that we want to focus on a specific, you know, point or points in the customer journey, whatever it is, that's what will actually get you the renewals and the expansion and not the stuff that you're going to be putting into digital experience. Um, Whenever I, whenever I have a CSM, um, worried about, you know, what it's going to be like if uh, we send out automated email, Um, What I tell them is that if an automated email causes your customer to churn, your customer was going to churn anyway. There was something else deeply wrong in that relationship. And it's not Mm -hmm. that automated email that actually pushed them out the door. It's so true. I mean, we are evolving as customers as well, right? And we are getting used to the digital interactions as well. Although the human interaction will always be there and it will be a filter to go into hard conversations. but as customers, we're waiting for it. And sometimes we don't want to speak to someone depending on the scenario. A lot of times we don't, we don't invest the time in being our own secret shopper, if you know what I mean. We put all this stuff in place and then we don't experience it firsthand. You know, I, as a customer, I shouldn't be able to tell the difference between, you know, what your marketing team is sending out versus what your customer success team is sending out versus what your product team is sending out. 
that, I mean, obviously you want your CSM to email in a real kind of way that doesn't look like a marketing email, but it should all be coordinated and, you know, have a logical place in the customer journey where you're not flooding your customer with too many things at one time. At the same time, everything kind of has a natural progression to it. And I think a lot of times what we fail to do, and I've been guilty of this too, which is to to not play your own customer. Subject yourself mm-hmm. to the customer flows. Subject yourself to all this stuff and see what you get. Because I guarantee you, the thing that you put in place a year and a half ago and forgot about is still active and is no longer relevant. And that's one of the challenges, um, Alex, uh, that, that we're talking here is like maintaining the human touch interactions. That brings to the third challenge of, of the day here when it comes to digital customer success, because let's imagine that there's an organization that they went through the challenge of digital infrastructure, they covered the data privacy and security, and now they are in the in implementing digital customer success, but how can they how can they their digital customer success strategy help when handling large customer base without losing the deep personal touch? Uh. <laughs> <Just> be careful. <laughs> <laughs> be smart. Do you be work? Be <laughs> smart. Be careful. I mean, look. Um, this is again where that that element of data and intelligence about your own business comes into play. Because the last thing you want to do is, let's say, for instance, you want to do some customer exit interviews. You want to know why your customers churned. So you put together a flow, maybe send some emails, you maybe follow it up with, you know, some phone calls. But if you don't have solid customer data and you accidentally send that out to a bunch of customers who aren't ex-customers, all of a sudden you have a problem on your hands, right? But it's all in this attempt to be personable. It's all it, it's all in this attempt to customize your flows and the things that you do digitally in a way that makes contextual sense to where your customer's at. And even on the contact level, you're not going to send your admins the same content that you would your executive or your champion, right? So starting to differentiate based on persona and based on customer lifecycle is one of the ways that your digital motions can be a little bit more personable, can be a little bit more tailored, and 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 so the language can be a little bit more, uh, you know, contextually relevant, even though it's automated. But I would say that one of the most impactful ways to use digital programs is actually to drive human engagement at the back end of it. Um, you know, a, a pool team, for example, is, is a great example of this, right? There may be times where, you know, your, 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 your customer base that isn't assigned one-on-one to a, a CSM, you might want to offer that customer a call. And give them a link to schedule a a call with a pooled team. I guarantee you, a lot of them aren't going to take you up on it. So you're not you're not going to be flooded with calls all of a sudden. You know, you're not going to have a pooled team that's struggling, you know, to handle the flood of volume. But what you're doing is you're you're offering digitally an opportunity to connect with a human around specific problems. Um, you know, we like to do this with customers who have. 
um, seen a high influx of tech support tickets. If you put a ticket in, it's a very transactional thing, right? It's a break fix thing. You're trying to get a, a, a quick problem solved. And um, after that, nine times out of 10, that transaction is going to be over and you move to the next one. Now, a good support rep is going to take some contextual relevance from past tickets and maybe look and see if it's a recurring issue, but they may also may not. And so by by proactively reaching out to customers like that, as an example, and offering them a quick call to say, hey, we've noticed you've had some issues. Do you want to talk about it? Is there a plan we need to put in place to help you, you know, overcome some of those challenges? Or is there some product feedback that we need to roll in? That then takes your digital program into the human realm where you're actually helping the customer and and again building that advocacy building you know building that trust and that relationship with the customer even though it's not a one-to-one csm and are there any oh Matt? no that's right um i was going to say um this the idea around the personal touch right is, is actually very interesting because um Going back to what I was saying, you know, if you have your journeys and plays or, you know, flows set up with really good data that actually drives it, um, what you can actually set up is an environment where you're sending information that is very piecemeal and specific to the journey that that user is on, right? So, for example, um, we use Churn Zero at uh, Smokeball. And, you know, Churn Zero is a great tool, right? Um, there are things that I like to do from a best practice perspective that I might not think, know about, but <clears throat> I'm sure they can see my usage information, right? So sending me an email here or there that drives me through that journey. Um, and we talked about this in another podcast as well, the um, uh, customer maturity model, right? Looking at uh, the maturity of me as a user in the product and then giving me information that's, easy to digest, you know, that's quick to digest, you know, in the right approach will drive me through that journey, whether it's an email or if it's in product, which is even better because then, you know, I'm in the product and it's telling me, oh, it looks like you're trying to build this, like, you know, Clippy back in the day, right? Um, when it tells you, oh, it looks like you're trying to build a resume. Um, and uh, that you in- interact with that because you're like, yes, I absolutely am. Please tell me how to do this, right? Um, so that, that personal touch to me, that's personal, right? Whether there's an actual face behind that or not, I feel like that's that that understands what I'm trying to do. Because from from a customer's perspective, all I really care about is getting the value out of it. Do I really care if there's a person behind it? Now, I am notorious for ignoring automated emails, even though I'm such a um, you know advocate for a digital CS. But it works for a lot of people, right? So sometimes I actually do want to talk to somebody. Now. You know, going again back to, you know, the, the support um, option and, you know, talking to support, like I, it, it could be anybody. I don't care if I know this CSM uh, for years now or if somebody can just answer my question. And I'm a big, you know, fan of just getting on the phone and just figuring things out. Um, but we used to have a Dynatrace. Or we have a Dynatrace. I used to work at Dynatrace, but they still have this process where they have a chat functionality within the product. So what happens is if you have a question, you just open the chat in product and you just ask a question and one of any, like 15 product specialists who are assigned to um, answering chat questions will answer in two minutes, right? 
and you don't really know who it is, it doesn't really matter. It answers your question for you when you can't seem to find that information by yourself, right? So there's a number of different ways where you can get that personal touch into a digital CS environment without having to have a CS team of 200 trying to manage all of these accounts that you have that has to talk to somebody, right? Mm -hmm. Nice, interesting. And um, well, um, Alex, it's time to wrap up. It's it's sad it time. Oh, it's man. a sad time. Yeah, yeah, no. I have that to really sleep. It's twelve a.m. here in Germany. It's late for you, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's time to wrap up, and um, we did our best to cover as many challenges and as many questions as possible. Thank you, both of you, and thank you listening to this podcast. What recommendations or what last words would you give to that person who wants to implement digital customer success? I mean, if we're talking about a CSM, uh, you know, the, the a lot of what I've actually seen firsthand is CSMs who kind of take charge of some of the communication gaps that they see uh, with their customers. Uh, you know, one thing that I've worked with a few CSMs on is, you know, if you see a gap, guess what? The other CSMs on your team also have that same gap. So how can we, you know, how can we scale this out and solve for it um, and and solve for it digitally in a in a one to many in a one to many fashion? And so. You know, it, it it then becomes kind of a career conversation where you're you're starting to you know talk about you know how do things affect the rest of the team? What are the things that you can do as a CSM to help the other team? And that's creating resources and assets that can be sent out digitally. And then you know, natural progression from the the, the conversation into into kind of a career conversation is like, go look and see what digital marketers are doing. You know what is digital? You know marketing automation. Go learn a little bit about that because you'll 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 pick up a lot about you know what is possible for a digital program. Uh, after that, what I'd say is you know like again, if you're trying to bring a digital CS strategy into your organization, um, start with what are you trying to achieve out of that, right? So um, if you break that down into even as simple as you know what I said earlier, um, how do you teach and how do you uh, track usage? Um, th those are two good places to start, right? Um, and then from there, you can start to build up and then look at what you, what you've got, right? So like, think about, um, again, going back to what Alex said, you know, the marketing team has a great approach on how to send marketing material out to the right customers at the right time, how they built that out. They use a certain amount of data that they already have in Salesforce and, you know, other, uh, uh, solutions to be able to build that out. It, you know, if you, if you've got no idea where, you know, how to look at data and things like that, it's always a good place to start, right? But it's always about asking yourself realistically, you know, what does that journey look like and what part of that needs to be something that uh, uh, is automated in a way that it constantly creates value for the customer, uh, for the customer or the user. I totally agree, Nav. And with those words, we're going to end today's session. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked it, please follow. And um, it has been a pleasure being here with you, Nav, again. Alex, thank you for being here and see you next time. Bye-bye. And 
that wraps up another episode of Customer Success Talks. We have gained a lot from Alex and Naf today, and we hope you have found our discussion on digital customer success as useful as we did. If you have enjoyed our chat today, please make sure to follow our podcast for more discussions on real challenges, experts' advice, and the world of customer success. We appreciate your support and can't wait to bring you more interesting topics. We are now available on Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and also Apple Podcasts. Remember, keep growing, keep learning, and let's keep improving the world of customer success. Until next time.